God is a good God and like I say all the time the, the the beautiful thing about our God is not just what he will do but what he has done so faith necessarily is not in what he's going to do or what he can do but in what he has and with faith in Christ we receive, say receive but that does not remove the fact that this God we serve there's no situation that you are faced with or dealing with that is impossible to him I'd like us to start this morning by lifting our hands wherever we are and give thanks to the father who is able to do all things who is able to do all things who is able to do all things Let's give him thanks this morning. Lift your hands to him and worship and give him praise. There is nothing that our God cannot do. Our God got a woman with a child without a man. That is amazing. That is amazing. Mary did not have a... Without, without a man, Mary received child. Only God can do such things. That, that, that testimony lets us know there is no impossibilities with God. For with God all things are possible. For with God all things are possible. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. We're still in the season where we are reminding ourselves, ourselves of the supernatural help of God. How many of you have been helped by God? You have seen the Lord's help. The Lord has helped you. You have a testament of the Lord's help this month. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Ah. Hallelujah. Let me read someone's testimony for you. Hear what the person said. He said, Dad the Bishop. That's my name, Dad the Bishop. Good morning, sir. I don't know where to start from. I like the stories that you don't know where to start from because it's not a better story. But I want to say a big thank you for everything. I told you some few months ago back about some challenges I've been experiencing but I held on to your teachings on dealing with contradictions of life meditating on it and even started encouraging others who were asking similar questions I have had peace constantly in my heart knowing well his plan for me is bigger than what I am experiencing last two weeks in the first service you told us to pray for one another and I told the person that I was praying with to pray for me on behalf of my dad 
uh, Bishop, my dad and his colleagues have been relieved of the appointment without due process as commission members with a Doe State House of Assembly since 2010. How many years is that? 2010, 12 years. And they have been on the case since then. They have won the case on three different occasions, all to no avail, because they were dealing with the government of the day. Even in the process, two of the commission members died. And there were now five remaining. At a point, I even gave up hope. But on the 26th of July, the Industrial Court of Appeal gave its judgment in their favor again and mandated the banks to pay them their entitlements in full within 24, within 72 hours. Bishop, 72 hours passed again, nothing happened. But as I told us to pray that Sunday, on Thursday, their full entitlement was paid. Somebody make a joyful noise unto the Lord. He said, what was holding for 12 years, we prayed that week, God restored it. He said, secondly, in the second service, so this guy stayed for the two because he walked the first one, make it walk the second one. <laughs> you told us again to pray for one another. This time, I told the person I'm praying with that I needed money for a project, a recording project I, I had to do. On Tuesday, that same week, the exact amount I needed for the project was given to me. Somebody rejoice in this house. I, I received one again on Sunday. The person said to me, I said, Bishop, the person said to me, I want to be born again. I said, why are you calling me? Oh, I read the tract forgiven, and I'm calling because I want to be born again. Make it, no, shout more for this one. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that's the God we serve. And so many other testimonies, people are pouring in. But if you have been helped by God, if God has helped you, lift hands and give him thanks one more time. Give him thanks. If he has shown you mercy, it's the month of supernatural help. God has helped us. God has helped us. Testimonies everywhere of the goodness of God, of the kindness of God, of the power of God is my helper. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now please be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What a wonderful week it has been. Uh, I had the opportunity to be at the teenagers convention on Friday and it was a great time in the presence of God they are still there but uh, uh, it was a great time we, uh, I spoke about the love of God and many teenagers came forward to receive the love of God and then we uh, spoke about the love gifts of God the gifts that come with receiving God's love and many of them came out to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues for the first time. Rejoice like you understand what I'm saying. Let me say it again. Many of them came out to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues for the first time. Hallelujah. Church people, make one of they like that kind of thing, Pastor. When I say about Holy Ghost baptism, salvation, rejoice more than when I tell somebody bought a car. So let's start again. <laughs> I said that we led teenagers in their thousands to Christ and many of them spoke in tongues for the first time. Thank you. Thank you. Now you're behaving like Miracle Center members. Miracle Center members don't rejoice for a car more than Holy Ghost baptism. 
No, we don't. We don't. We, we just we look at baptism more than say somebody bought car. Somebody say amen. And the interesting part was when we now allowed teenagers minister to teenagers. It was an is he avalanche record the word, but it's an unbelievable crowd of people receiving healing. When we called out those who received healing, they there was a surge of people. And the kind of miracles they were sharing is deaf ears open, you know. Teenagers laying hands on teenagers. Crazy miracles. That's what we're talking about. Believers ministering to believers. Many times you think that, the, and I tell you all the time, don't idolize or defy the man who stands here. Oh, the, uh, and they will make it worse. I stand in my office as a prophet. Your office as a prophet is not to make miracles happen. Is to bring people to equip them as believers in Christ. The highest office to pray and get answer is the office of a believer. You did what I just said. The, the highest office to pray and get answers is not the office of a prophet or pastor. It's the office of a believer. Are you a believer? You are in that office. So look at the person beside you. Say, I stand in my office as a believer. Can I pray for you? Ask me one prayer. <laughs> Put your hand on your shoulder now. And pray. And just ask the Lord to perfect all that concerns them. Ask the Lord to do a miracle in their lives. Ask the Lord to do something amazing in their lives. That by sitting next to you today, they will have a testimony to share. By sitting next to you today, they will have a testimony to give. By the privilege of sitting next to you today, they will have a testimony to share. That when you laid hands on me, when you prayed for me, something supernatural happened in my life. Pray for the person that's sitting beside you right now. God, do a miracle. God, intervene. God, do something supernatural in the life of my brother. Do something, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians 6. Hallelujah. We are the help of the Lord. Come on, say, I'm the help of the Lord. Yes, favored by God, helped by God. And, and it's something I need you to grasp and understand. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1 and 2. Put for me on the, on the, on the, on the screen the NIV version. The NIV version. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1 and 2. We are the help of the Lord. Somebody say amen. The King James says, uh, We then as workers together with him beseech you that you receive not the grace of God in vain. What does that mean? What does that mean? That the grace of God is sufficient for everything. The grace of God is what? Sufficient for everything. There's nothing God needs to add to his grace. You know what I just said? The grace of God is what? Sufficient. You remember Paul praying in 2 Corinthians 12, I think, asking the Lord to take that messenger of evil of Satan away from him. What did God say to Paul? What did God say to Paul? My grace. He said three times I prayed and God gave the same answer three times. My grace is sufficient for you. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? The grace of God. So Paul is saying, hey, do not take the grace of God for granted. 
don't treat the grace of God as if it is nothing. Child of God, the grace of God is something. It's potent. It's powerful. This grace of God, yes, it comes free to you, but this grace of God came to us because Jesus died. God gave up his son. So he says to you, there's nothing, and this is important, child of God, there's nothing that God needs to do that he hasn't done already. You know what I just said? Listen to me. There's nothing God needs to do about your case, about your situation that he has not done already by the cross of Jesus. So Paul says, hey, receive not the grace of God in vain. Don't take it as if it is nothing. Somebody say amen. Look at what he said in the next verse. He says, for he saith, I have heard thee in the time accepted and in the day of salvation I have succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of war. Show me in the NIV, please. For Let's read together. One to go. For he says, what? In the time of my favor, I what? Heard you. I want you to note the tense. Is he going to hear you or he has heard you? What does heard mean? He go dwam a be don't dwam. So is he going to hear your prayer or he has heard your prayer? So, so, so stop. So, so why pray again? I say, God, hear my prayer. Oh, hear my prayer. Oh, is he going to hear you or he has heard you? He has heard you. He has heard you. Understand it. He has, he's not going to hear. He has heard. He has heard. All right. He has heard. And in the day of salvation, I will help you or I helped you. So he says, in the day of salvation, I helped you. In time of favor, I heard you. He says, oh, now listen to this. Paul is quoting a prophecy. That's why he's in um, quotation marks. Yeah. He means say they quote something. Yeah? So, so he's quoting the verse in the Old Testament. I think Isaiah 49 verse 8. Show me that. Isaiah 49 verse 8. Show me that scripture. Isaiah 49, I think it's verse 8. Aha! This is what the Lord says in time of favor. I will answer you. In the day of salvation, I will what? Help you. Alright? Show me King James, not NIV. NIV is changing it. Uh-huh. Ah, these people. Hear what KJV says. Thus said the Lord, in an acceptable time, I what? Heard you. In the day of salvation, have I helped you? You see that? So, so go back to what Paul was quoting now. 2 Corinthians uh, 6 verse 2. I've heard you. I've helped you. Then he says, oh, that prophecy that Isaiah gave now is the fulfillment of it. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? What Isaiah gave us prophecy by what Jesus did on the cross, you are living now in the fulfillment of it. It's no longer a promise. It's now your reality. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So, it says in the time of favor, I helped you. And I tell you now. Say now. Now. Come on, say now. 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 Now means now. Yesterday was now. Tomorrow is still now. Next year is now. Until Jesus comes, we're still in now. Now began 2,000 years ago. And it's still now. Now not the finish. Till Christ comes back. You know what I just said? You, you, it's not any offering that made it now. It's not any program that made it now. You know sometimes when we want to fast as a program, a conference, you say after this conference. So you tied, no, 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 no. It's not any about anybody, nothing. It is now. Someone say now. When is now? Now. When did now begin? When Jesus rose up. 
when we're not finished, when Jesus comes back. As long as Jesus has not come back, we're still in now. This year is now. Next year is now. Next two years is now. Now, not the finish. Somebody say, now. 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 Now is the time of favor. Now is the day of salvation. In the time of favor, is he going to hear you or he has heard you? In the time of salvation, is he going to help you or he has helped you? Come and declare I'm helped of the Lord. Helped of the Lord. And this is the truth. You are helped of the Lord. Now what needs to happen to you, your mind needs to get it. You need to, you need to wear your victory like a cap. Wear this consciousness. You know the Bible talks about, talks about um, um, put on. Put on. Put on this consciousness like a cloth. Like your dress. Put on the consciousness. I am helped by the Lord. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So when you you understand this, you know you are not disadvantaged. You know you are not helpless. You know you are not abandoned. You know you are not in God will you will all, because you are helped you will see the manifestation of the help of the Lord. Somebody say amen. We are helped by God. Now one of the examples I want to draw your attention to this morning is is a story in the book of Ruth. Helped by the Lord. The way Ruth was helped by Boaz. And that's the way the Lord has helped us. Ruth is just before Samuel. Are you there? You know the story of Ruth, right? So Ruth um, is a Moabites who uh, got married to one of the sons of Naomi. And the Bible says that there was famine in Israel and they ran to Moab and while they were in Moab uh, her, her sons married two girls, Orpah and Naomi and when they, the, the two sons died, her husband died and they decided to go back to Israel when things got better and then the Bible says that um, uh, as they were going Naomi said to them uh, please go back, you know the story now go back and Orpah said I said that we won't go, we will stay. He said, Go. Then up and I said, Bye. Then Ruth now said, Well, your God is my God, your people is my people. Wherever you go, I will go. And then Ruth followed Naomi to Israel and, and, and began to try to help her mother in law stay with her, help her too. And the Bible says she, she happened one day to find herself in the field of Boaz. She, she by chance went there and she was scrapping from the scraps that was left over, all the things that you know, the leftovers, right? And she was scrapping all of that and all of that. And then her, her mother in law asked her, Which field did you glean today? Oh, I gleaned in the field of uh, Boa. Oh, that's your near kinsman. That's your near kinsman. Uh, go and meet him. <laughs> so, many of you don't know that it was roots that toasted them. Just joking. But I said it before in church. If there's a brother you like and he's not speaking to you, you know, you have prayed, you know he's the one. Come and meet me. I will help him. I will help you tell him. Not that we tell him, I will just turn his head in your direction. I say, look. Somebody say amen. But, but that's what, you know the story. So Ruth uh, came to came to uh, the, to to, to uh, Boaz, see, go to chapter three. Go to chapter three. Let me just read from verse one, so I can 
said, Then now may her mother-in-law said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast, thou wast, behold, he winnoweth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself. She taught her what to do. Wash thyself. Huh? Therefore, and anoint thee, and put on thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor, but make not thyself known to the man until he have done eating and drinking. It shall be when he lie down that thou shalt mark the place where he lie, and thou shalt go in, uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said to her, all that thou sayest to me, I will do. And she went down to the floor and did according to all her mother-in-law bid her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went down to lie at the end of the heap of the corn. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid. Mm, good man. He was afraid. Mm. And turned himself and behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. And she said, spread thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near king's man. Somebody says, spread thy skirt. Yeah, spread this. It means men were wearing skirts those days. Saying, thou shalt not wear a woman's garment. Thou shalt not wear a woman's garment. No, 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 no. All of you religious people. That's a, a man shall not wear a woman's garment. Girls shall not wear trousers. Look at it now. Next Sunday, all of you put your skirts. Religion. It's, religion is a useless thing. Look at Bible now. Trouser is man's cloth. Look at his skirts now. It's man's cloth. Somebody say amen. <laughs> he says, spread your skirts over me. Now, this action of spreading your skirt over someone uh, we see that again in um, Ezekiel 16, I'll pick something up there and I'll come back to this go to Ezekiel 16 Ezekiel 16 Ezekiel 16 verse 8, show that to me in the projector Ezekiel 16 verse 8 spread your skirt over me so what, what it says, now when I pass by thee and looked upon thee behold, that time was the time of love and I what? Spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. And yet I swear to thee and entered into a covenant with thee, said the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. Even God gets skirt. <laughs> Somebody say amen. But anyhow, the word spread your skirt is uh is is a figurative way of speaking to say, I want you to be mine. I want you to be mine. Now, let me show you um, some, from uh, a scholar, one of the Bible scholars, I think it's Adam Clark. Hear what he said. Hear what he said. He said, spread therefore thy skirt over me means, uh, it means in Hebrew, to spread your wing over me. The wing is an emblem of, of protection and is a metaphor taken from the young of fowls which run under the wings of their mothers that they may be saved from birds of prey. The meaning here is, take me for thy wife. And so, there's something called the Targum. The Targum is uh, an originally spoken translation 
of the Hebrew Bible that a translator uses in the common language to explain the Hebrew Bible. And the Targum says, it simply means, let your name be upon me. Let your name be what? Upon me. So when Ruth was telling Boaz to put his skirt upon her, or to um, put skirt upon her, she was simply saying, put your name on me. Let me become Mrs. Boaz. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let me become Mrs. Boaz. Now remember, before now, Ruth was living from hand to mouth of the scraps of Boaz's business. Now, imagine now she now becomes Mrs. Boaz. What will it look like if she's still living off the scraps of Boaz? I was asking my wife this morning. I said, if after she becomes Mrs. Boaz, you still see her going to live off the scraps of Boaz's business, what do you say? What will you say? My wife said, maybe it becomes a hobby. <laughs> maybe it's not a hobby. I'm not making sense to you. Now, do you think about it? We should be living from hand to mouth after she becomes Mrs. Boas. Somebody say, Amen. So he says, Oh, put your name upon me. What, what Boaz did for Ruth is that he helped Ruth. And this help is what? Permanent. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Now, now let's go to Ezekiel 16 and see something about that there. I'm simply telling you something this morning. He has put his skirt over you. I said, the Lord has spread his skirt over you. He has put his name upon you. And now you are helped of the Lord. So when we say we are the helped of the Lord, we are simply saying his name is upon us. He has spread his skirt over us. And we are his. Ezekiel 16, quickly. Watch this. I read from verse 1. Ezekiel 16 from verse 1. Let's look at the projector. It says again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, this God giving like a parable of what happened within him and Israel. He says, son of man caused Jerusalem to know her abominations. Next verse. And said, thus said the Lord to, to Jerusalem, thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. And thy father was an Amorite and thy mother an Hittite. Talking about, I think Abraham and Sarah, I think. Next verse. And as for thy nativity, in the day thou was born, thy navel was not caught. Neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. Next verse. None I pity thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee. But thou was cast out open in the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day thou was born. Imagine a child born with all the blood and mess and abandoned on the field, open field. What a sight it will look like. Next verse. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thy own blood, I said to thee when thou was in thy blood, live! Hallelujah. He didn't come to make bad people good. He came to give life to dead people. Leave, he said. Show me. Leave. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, leave. Next verse. I've caused it to multiply as the blood of the field, and thou hast increased and waxing great. And thou come to excellent animals, thy breast of fashion, thine hair is grown, whereas thou was naked and bare. He said, now everything has changed. Look at verse 8. 
Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold that time of the time of love, and I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, said the Lord God, thou becamest mine. Now see what he did next. Next verse. Then I washed thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee and anointed thee with oil. Next verse. I clothed thee also with broidered work and shod thee with badger skin. I gathered thee about with fine linen. I covered thee with silk. Next verse. I decked thee also with ornaments. I put bracelets upon thine hands and a chain upon thy neck. I put the jewel on thy forehead and the earrings in thine ears. When I see I'm sitting in the ring, God give person your ring go. <laughs> and a beautiful crown upon your head that was decked with gold and silver. That remnant was of fine linen and silk and broidered work. Thou didst eat fine flour and honey and oil. That was exceeding beautiful and thou didst prosper into a kingdom. Imagine from an abandoned baby dead, left for dead to all of this beauty. What I'm reading for you is what Jesus did for us. He found us while we are still sinners. And as sinners, he said, leave. Leave. And we put our faith in him. We received his life. And he brought us in. And look at what he's saying. He decked her with gold, with silver. He said, thou became mine. Look at the next verse. And your renown, your popularity, your reputation went forth among the heathen for thy beauty. For it was perfect through my comeliness, which I had put upon thee, said the Lord God. Somebody say amen. amen. Now all of this I just read for you from Ruth to this is just to remind you again of what Jesus did for us. Found us in our sin. Romans 5, show me Romans 5 from verse 6. Romans 5 from verse 6. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Romans 5 from verse 6. That's what Jesus did for us. Huh? It says, for when we are yet without strength. You see that? Like that baby abandoned. In due time, what happened to us? Christ died for the ungodly. Next verse. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare think about to die. Look at the next verse. But God describes, demonstrates, commended his love towards us. In that what? While we're yet seeing us, what happened to us? Christ died for us. Next verse 9. Much more than. Now I want you to notice something. He didn't just tell that baby to leave. After telling the baby to leave and washing the baby clean, he decked her with glory. Gave her ornaments of beauty. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Boaz did not just continue giving Ruth scraps and scraps and scraps. He now put his name upon her. Spread his skirt over her. You are now Mrs. Boaz. Sharing my authority. Sharing my property. Sharing everything I have. Somebody say, Amen. Helped of the Lord. Helped of the Lord. Child of God, you are not disadvantaged. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Watch this now. Go to verse 10. So, go back to verse 9. Say, much more than being not justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Verse 10. For if when we were what? Enemies. What happened to us? Reconciled to God by the death of his son. 
what does it say next? Much more. Someone shout much more. That's the what we're talking about this morning. Much more. Much more. Now we were there. He told us to leave. Now we are in much more. Much more. He has decked us with glory. Decked us with power. Decked us like that woman with gold, with jewel. We are now his. And he, he like, like, like he said, your renown, your reputation is all over. He wants to display us to the principalities and powers of how wise he is. He wants to show you off to your generation. Somebody say amen. You think God is humble when it comes to you, right? You think God is humble when it comes to you? God wants to show you off. To show the world how wise he is. To show the world how rich he is. To show the world how kind he is. And he does that through you. Somebody say God wants to show me off. Show you off. Show you off. Somebody say amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Bible says tells us in Ephesians 2. Go to Ephesians 2. That's what he did for us. Ephesians 2 from verse 1. And you have a quickened who we are dead. You see that? Dead in your trespasses and sins like that child. Where in time past you walked according to the cause of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now walketh in who? The sons of disobedience. Next verse. Among whom also we had our conversations in times past. And in the loss of our flesh fulfilling desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we are by nature, what? Children of wrath. Designed for the wrath of God. By our wicked works. Even as others. But God. But God. Who is what? Rich in anger. Rich in mercy. I told you when we started this teaching. That God is a present help. Even in time of what? Even if you cause the trouble for yourself. God who is rich in what? Mercy. For what? His great love. Wherewith he what? Loved us. Look at it. Even when we are dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ, for by grace you are saved. You know what? You had no impute in your salvation. You had no, imagine that baby. That baby now, you know, if you look at Ezekiel 16, the Bible says God is like lamenting. It began like a lamentation. I picked you from nowhere. I picked you up as a, like a baby left for dead. I washed you clean, gave you new clothes, changed you. Now, your pride is eating you up. As if you contributed in what you are now. Child of God, all, all you are, all I am is by the grace of God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, I am what I am by the grace of God. I have no reason to boast on anything I have or I have done. It's all by the grace of God. Someone shout grace. Grace. Someone shout grace. Grace. In 1 Corinthians 16 verse 17, what did Paul say? He says, he that is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, when you are joined to the Lord, you become one spirit with him. We We are now one with him. His name is upon us now. We are joined to the Lord. We are joined to the Lord. Show me 1 Corinthians 6, 17, please. He that is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit. Go to verse 16 so you can be clear. Go to verse 16. What? 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 Know ye not that what? He is joined to an harlot. Is one body. Right? But for two he says I become what? 
But look at 17. But he that is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit. The way a man and a wife are one in the sight of God, so you and Christ are one in the sight of God. Why? His name is upon you. He has spread his skirts over you. Come on, shout, Amen. First John 3. Hear what John said in First John 3. Hear what John said in First John 3, verse 1. First John 3, verse 1. Glory to God. John's writing, Behold, what? What manner of love the Father has what? Bestowed upon us that we should be called what? That he's put his name upon us now. We'll put his name upon us now. What manner of love is this the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? Somebody say amen. What are the implications of all this I'm just saying to you? Number one, write this down. Because you are his now, he's put his name upon you, like the woman we saw in Ezekiel 16, picked her up as a baby, washed her clean by blood, with water anointed her, and the Bible begins to describe for us the beauty he poured upon her. Decked her with jewel, with gold. Let's, let's go back to that. Let's go back there. Ezekiel 16 from verse, from verse 4. four. I, I like the way it describes everything. Go to Ezekiel 16. Go to verse from verse 4. Ah. Alright? The day that I was born, that Neville was not caught. Imagine, can you imagine the sight? Neville not caught. That umbilical cord still hanging. What a sight. That was not washed in water. To supple the so the mixture of blood and all those things, you know. Hmm. When they gave birth to Abigail, oh my God, they, they didn't. I didn't touch. I did. I was, it's my wife. They first gave the baby. It's when they not clean the baby and not touch. <laughs> when they clean the baby, eh, you know. But before they cleaned, everything like I said, ah, what, what is this? I mean, God is good, though. But you know, the moms will just carry the baby with all the all the thing, all the thing. You know, thank God, say will not be woman. No, no, no I'm if you, if you were there when your wife, your child, your child was born. I said, like, what, what was this? Then all the colors, red blood, the all the thing on her body. What is this? But then they will not wash her, cleaned her. Then the dad will not show. Yeah, my, my child. My child. My, my, my child. My, my child. Somebody say, hey, man. Look, let me imagine the picture, the sight. Watch it. Not that was not salted at all. Not swaddled. Next verse. No, I pity thee to do any of this to thee. To have compassion on thee, but that was cast out in the open field. To the loss of that person in the day that was born. Next verse. And when I passed by thee, thought the polluted in thy own blood. I said to thee, that was in that blood. Leave. I said to thee, leave. Next verse. Oh. I've caused thee to multiply as the blood of the field. That was increased and waxing great. And that come to excellent ornament. That breast fashioned and hair is grown when thou was naked and bare. Now when I passed by thee. So it goes back to the story again. Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee. Behold thy time of, thy time of love. I will spread my skirt over you. And cover thy nakedness. And I swear to thee, and I entered into a covenant with this of the Lord, and thou becamest mine. Then I washed thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee. 
and anointed thee with oil. You see that? I clothed thee with broidered work and shot thee with badger skin and I gathered thee about with fine linen. I covered you with silk. Imagine that. Next verse. I decked you with ornaments. I put bracelets upon your hand. So you see it's not a sin to wear bracelets. Yeah. And upon thy hands and a chain up. You're not going to have you wear chain. Look at it. Huh? I put jewel where? On your forehead. And earrings where? And a beautiful crown upon your head. Next verse. That was decked with gold and silver. The raiment of fine linen and silk. Broidered work. That did its fine flour and honey and oil. That was exceeding beautiful. Jesus. That's what this what we're reading now is the picture of the church. Is the picture of the church. So number one implication I'm giving you this morning is that because of what of God of God putting his name upon you, you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Spiritually, say spiritually. Come on, say spiritually. I'm covered. I want you to write that down. Spiritually, you are covered. Ephesians 1. Show me Ephesians 1. Spiritually, you are covered. So, his name upon you means that spiritually, you are covered. You know what I just said? Say spiritually, I'm covered. What does that mean? That as a child of God who has put faith in Christ, you are covered spiritually. That means you can never, never be deficient. You are not deficient of any spiritual blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You cannot be under spiritual attack. Look what the Bible says. Say, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, the saints, which are at where? Under the faithful in who? Christ Jesus. The word faithful means the believer in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from who? God and our Father and from who? Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. Blessed be God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ who hath what? Is it going to all he has? Alright. Blessed us with how many? I, don't, I can't hear you. How many? How many? All. Someone say all. All spiritual blessings in Christ, tell someone beside you, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. Say, I am blessed with all, all. What does all mean? All. All. That the man in Christ has no spiritual deficiency. The man in Christ has no spiritual deficiency. There's nothing you lack spiritually. Every blessing in heaven has been given to you already because you are now his. You are now his. He has spread his cat over you. He has put his name upon you. You have all spiritual blessings. You are like that woman in Ezekiel 16. Death with beauty and glory. Child of God, you have no spiritual deficiency. Tell somebody you have no spiritual deficiency. You know what that means? There's nothing wrong with you spiritually. They not, not cover your face with cloud. Person not carry your face. All those people they tell you now. 
that somebody has taken your star. Uh, then not they take your star. Your star not, is untakeable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Stop believing all those illiterate pastors. Illiterate, unschooled, should be arrested and jailed. Raymond has a testimony of one. They have done they don't they don't do you, but they do somebody near you. Look at someone and say, I have no spiritual deficiency. I'm covered. Because his name is upon me. He has spread his skirt over me. I am his. He is mine. All that he has is mine. All that he is is mine. I am Mrs. Him. Amen. I share everything he has. I have no spiritual deficiency. Blessed with all spiritual blessings. I, I wish somebody would get this today. Favor, joy, power, wisdom, everything heaven has is yours already. Don't sow seed to get it. Don't fast to get it. It's already yours. It's already yours. I have no spiritual deficiency. I'm sufficient spiritually. I'm covered spiritually. You see 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. Look at it. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. Oh, glory to God. Every spiritual blessing. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. Let's read loud. One to go. God is faithful. Come and say, God is faithful. Ooh. By whom you were what? Into the fellowship of his son. What does that mean? Show me amplified. What does that mean? I'm covered spiritually. Say, I'm covered spiritually. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise and it can be dependent on by whom you were called into what? Companionship and participation with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. What does that mean in English? What do you mean? It means uh, everything will belong to Jesus now it belongs to you now. Say so you and Jesus, they eat for the same pot. You and Jesus share everything. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So we say it all the time. It sounds like a becoming like a cliche, but it's the truth. Put it on the chest and say whatever is not true about Christ spiritually is not true about me. Whatever is true about Christ is what is true about me. Yeah. Full stop. You don't have a spiritual problem. There's no demon sucking your blood somewhere. There's no hope. There's no what that thing. Um, that thing is to suck juice. Straw. There's no straw they are put on your destiny and they are sucking it somewhere. Now, now, is, that, is that what people they tell, they tell you people? That's what they say. Then you'll not be done. That's what they call prayer. So when we don't pray those kind of prayers, they know they pray for the church. So let's pray now. Every evil eye looking at your destiny, catch fire. <laughs> fire, fire. You have just wasted your time. Because there's no evil eye looking at you. You are in the kingdom of his son now. 
is angels around you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't let illiterates fool you. Illiterates. Go to, go to, even you that go, go to school. Because if you went to school, they won't take that kind of rubbish. You were flying wind the way they were teaching in class. You're not going to class. Somebody look at you now. Just somebody using uh, straw to suck your destiny. You will not say, it's true. You're sucking my destiny. Look, let me give you an example. I, 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 I'll say this because so you can... My wife will not... My wife is a very private person, but I'll say it because I, I have to say it, drive my point home. When we got married, we lost our first child. We lost our first child. The child died. It was five months pregnant. One day, the child just by itself... Uh, aborted itself and came out. That was a Saturday night, Sunday, early Sunday morning. I was preparing to preach. And then my wife called me from the bathroom. I see his feet. I see his feet. I said, What is his feet? The baby was coming out. And then we rushed to the hospital. They took the child out. The child had died. And we buried the child. Now, we went to the city. We didn't go for deliverance. We went to the doctor. Because there's no demon in my life. There's no straw sucking my destiny. We went to the doctor. What's the problem? They checked her and realized that, oh, there's, a, there's something they call, uh, hey, should I suck now? My wife not going to beat me off that church. <laughs> but that, but that, there's something that is with her that she doesn't deal with who experience miscarriage four or five times. And what doctors do, they wait for you to experience it four or five times. When they not see you lose maybe four or five times, but they will not tell you that that's the problem. But our doctor said, I will assume it is that what it is and give you a prophylactic treatment. So what they did was that they did a prophylactic treatment. That's how Abigail was born. That's how Andrew was born. We're not getting picking now. I have devil shocking my destiny. But if I went to a deliverance pastor, we say, hmm. It's just somebody even told me, one guy, let me not talk what I would say in my mouth about him. He said, he said, I had a vision and your father's people said you will never have a child. I said, Tango Sin, are you the same? Because you and them have communion, communication. They can't talk to me because they know it's rubbish talk. Look at someone say, you are, you are covered spiritually. Hold your ear. Look, hold, you look at them. Hold your ear to talk to them. Say, you are covered spiritually. Don't let anybody mess up with your mind. See, they, 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 are, they, are, they are looking at your money spiritually. Look at your money spiritually. If you have, if you have put his sketch upon you, if he has put his name upon you, he has covered you spiritually. If you want to know, if you really want to know the truth about a man, what he can do, try his wife. Honorable. Honorable. He's <laughs> not a very gentleman, but if you want to know his capacity, look for his wife's trouble today. He will give you money. No, serious. If you want one million naira today, go and insult Honorable's wife, slap her. You will get one million today. Let foolishness move you there. You want to know what a man can do? A man is jealous for his wife. I said, we are now, we are now Mrs. Him. 
is jealous over you. So you think you that has put his sketch upon one useless on, on one useless outcast demon will now come near you, his own wife, and put straw and be sucking your destiny. See, I belong to him. He has put his sketch over me. I am covered spiritually. I have no spiritual deficiency. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord now. Number two, so we can close. I am covered physically. Not only have he covered me spiritually, he has covered me physically. What did Peter say? What did Peter say? In first Peter, in Second Peter 1, verse 3. Look at Second Peter 1, verse 3. What did Peter say? Second Peter 1, verse 3. He said, He has given to us. Hear what it says. According as the divine power has given, has given to us, has given to us how many things? Notice the language in all of them. All, 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 all. All things that what? Pertain to life and godliness. So not only has he covered me spiritually because I am his, he has covered me materially and physically. What did he say? Second Corinthians 1. Second Corinthians 1. Oh, glory to God. I wear my consciousness. I belong to him. He has spread his sketch over me. Come and say, he has spread his sketch over me. I am his. He is mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So imagine Ruth. After, after the sketch spread over her. Still going to the, the workers of Boaz. Begging for, for, for scraps. Begging for scraps. What will Boaz do when he sees her? What's wrong with you? Ruth, do you understand what it means to be Mrs. Boaz? That you now own everything? Everything is now yours? 2 Corinthians 1. Now, 2 Corinthians 1 from verse 12. I want to show you this so you know that this is not anything spiritual Paul was speaking about here. He was talking about a physical activity. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 12. Therefore, our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by what? So the opposite of fleshly, earthly wisdom is the grace of God. Oh, I love this. I, I, it blessed me yesterday. But by the grace of God, we have had what? Our conversation. We have conducted ourselves in the world. So go to NLT so we don't... Go to NLT. Let's go to NLT. NLT is better and lighter. Quickly. Alright. Now this is our boast. Our NLT, not NIV. Alright. We can say this with confidence and clear conscience that we have lived a God-given holiness and sincerity in all our dealings. We have depended on God's grace and not on our human wisdom. That is how we have conducted ourselves before the world and what? Especially toward you. Next verse. Our letters have been straightforward and there's nothing written between the lines. Nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us. Next verse. Even if you don't understand us now, then on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you will be proud of us in the same way we are proud of you. Since I was so sure of your understanding and trust, I wanted to give you a double blessing by visiting you, visiting you twice. First on my way to Macedonia, and again, I return from Macedonia. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. 
You may be asking why I changed my plan. Watch it though. Do you think I make my plans carelessly? Do you think I am like people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? Next verse. As surely as God is faithful, my word to you does not waver between yes and no. Next verse. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. Hallelujah. He's the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you as God's ultimate yes. He always does what he says. Next verse. For all, how many? I can't hear you. How many? How many? All. All promises, all blessings, all things. You see that? All. All the promises of God, for all those promises, have been what? I can't hear you. Have been what? It means, therefore, it's no longer a promise. I go give you and I have given you are different things. I go give you is the promise. I have given you is promise fulfilled. Hear what it says. Fulfilled in Christ with a what? Resounding yes. Eh? Through Christ, our amen, which also means yes, ascends to the glory of God. King James says, for all the promises of God are yes and Amen through Christ Jesus. Now, what, what does that mean? All God's promises are already yours. They are fulfilled already and it's yours. And what do we say? What do we say? We don't say, we don't, we don't now pray now to birth it. We don't now war to make it happen. All we say is amen or yes. And we say our yes to the glory of God. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? How many promises? How many promises? How many promises? How many promises? Does all include the promise of protection? Does all include the promise of provision? Does all include the promise of preservation? Does all include the promise of divine health and healing? Does all include the promises of breath and favor and joy and prosperity? Somebody say yes! So his name is upon me means he has covered me spiritually and he has covered me physically. Stand your feet this morning. I'm covered. I'm covered. Fully insured. You know, it's the way you buy, where's where my insurance brokers? You buy a new car. 12 million, 13 million, 15 million, 14 million. Insurance people say, please insure this car. So that nothing, in case anything happens to it. Huh? You can get it back. Comprehensive. But God goes beyond that. He, he protects the car. He protects the car. I'm not making sense to anybody here. Some of us will build garage for our car. We will put police for the car. We everything just because you bought something expensive. And you think God, having bought you with his own price, will not leave devil to be beating you and put spiritual strength to be sucking your destiny. They will not wait till you will not go for one deliverance somewhere where they will not be saying, okay, come out. No, come out. No, come out. No. How many of you? 34. Eh, okay. Come and shout, I'm covered. Come and say, I'm covered. Spiritually. Physically. 
have no deficiency spiritually physically all promises of God are mine now Provision, protection, yours. And child of God, they are in oppression. So he said, then why do we pray? We pray so that you will not have anxiety. Prayer is to help you not to have anxiety. You know what I just said? Prayer is to help you not to have anxiety. Because the Bible says, if, don't be anxious for nothing. In everything by prayer and what? Let the request be made known to and, the, and God will not stand up. Philippians 4 verse 6. Look at the board. Philippians 4 verse 6. Show me. Philippians 4 verse 6. Quickly. Be anxious for nothing. Be, huh? Be careful for nothing. But in everything by what? Show me in the NLT. Show me in the NLT. I like NLT. NLT. Don't worry about anything. Instead what? Tell God what you need. Huh? And thank him for what he has. Next verse. And God will not stand up. Because he has been sleeping. Say, my Peking has prayed now. Let me, let me stop sleeping. What did the Bible say will happen? So you pray to experience his peace. Not to wake up a sleeping God. You hear what I just said? You don't pray to wake up a sleeping God. You pray to experience the peace of God. Because God is already at work. Even before you prayed. From the time of favor. I've heard you. Do you know that prayer, when you even have a concern, God takes it as prayer. When something is troubling your mind, God takes it as prayer. See, I'm covered. Spiritually. I'm covered materially. His name is upon me. He has spread his sketch over me. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord now. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus, who I believe died on the cross for my sin. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm a-